Blog Talk Radio. The great city playboys—they're always around to help build your hope up, then help drag you down. They'll leave you with nothing worth singing about. Good evening, everybody. It is Blazing Ride Backstage on this Wednesday, September 4th, 2013. I'm joined by my co-host, the Sade to my batter-in-law, Jonathan Weeks. Jonathan, welcome to the program. How are you? Good, good. Thank you. How are you? Um, so, uh, Jonathan Weeks, uh, I have two fortune cookies in front of me. Which one is yours? Which one is mine? Uh, the one closest to you. <laughs> is what? <laughs> the one closest to you. <laughs> is, is it yours or is it mine, though? Uh, that is mine. Okay, the one closest to me is yours. Let's see what this one says. I know you do the whole thing where you where you bite into the wrapper to eat it. <laughs> I do. But I'm not going to do save, that. I saved the fortunes, too. I, I put them in my wallet. <laughs> um, okay, this you said this the one closest to me was yours or mine. What did you say? Uh, the one closest to you is mine. Okay, so yours is this. You will you will attract cultured and artistic people to your home. All right, that's yours. <laughs> All right, wow. now here's mine. These cookies, by the way, are fucking broken already. And mine is you will be <laughs> you will be sought out for your diplomatic skills. <laughs> it's like it's 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 like you rigged this to be the opposite of who we are. I'm the one who wants I to attract did, the I artistic. <laughs> you're the diplomat. No, no, no. You're you're the diplomat. You are you're dipset. Dipset, dipset, dipset. <laughs> dipset, dipset, dipset. <laughs> that's us, that's um, purple city bird, okay? <laughs> so by the way, we had a guy on the show uh named Jojo Capone who uh was talking to us about um What's Jim Jones uh, one night, you know, of the dip set and mm-hmm. how Jim Jones was straight up just intimidating like this this 18-year-old security guard and having one of his mans and then beat him up. And uh, I thought, well, that's, that's a little fucked up. And I, I kind of lost a little respect for Jim Jones. Not all of dip set, but just him. Well, well if, that's, if that's the case, if that's the truth, then, wow, he is a... Dip shit, dip shit, dip shit. <laughs> <laughs> now, you said last week that you, you had worked 24 days in a row, that uh, you were going to take Friday off or something. Um, mm-hmm. But did, did, you have, did you have a full Labor Day weekend? How did that work? Did I, you take Friday through Monday? I did. I took Friday through Monday. Um, I'm back on that grind, uh, trying to do another 24 straight. 
But uh, it was wonderful and glorious to have those couple days off and recharge, go back to the fam and uh, Connecticut and uh, in Hamden and uh, go to Elm City. Oh, it's just a wonderful place to be in in uh, Connecticut, man. I can't say enough good things about it and uh, see some old friends and old faces. Did you say you were back on Grinder? Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be back on the grind. Uh, well, I am, you know. Uh, starting Tuesday, yeah. I'm gonna try to try to pull another uh, 24 days. Here we go, man. <laughs> um, now, you said last time that you were gonna get some of that famous New Haven Elm City pizza. Did you? Uh, now, I'm gonna guess that between Sally's Modern and Peppy's, that you went to Modern. I almost did. If I had gone to any one of those, it would have been modern because uh, I had plans to go there with Scott Spezio. Um, mm-hmm. But we opted for a finer dining uh, establishment and uh, well, by the name of Hooters. Hooters is no All right. And uh, it was just delicioso. But, yes, I missed the uh, New Haven uh, pizza. I, I, I had it about a month ago. And, uh, oh, man, I have pictures, and sometimes I salivate over them. <laughs> you know, you mentioned before that you were getting back on Grindr. Now, this this Grindr is a gay sex app, and uh, my friend Jason, uh, you know Jason, the one who ate the Honey Nut Cheerios? Oh, oh yeah, he is just, yeah. Oh, I remember Jason yeah. very well. Oh, well, yeah. he's, he's a straight uh, male, but he'll take my phone and get on the Grindr. And what he'll do is say these really bizarre things to guys who are in the area. So I'll wake up the next morning with all these crazy-ass messages uh, from people. And the most recent time I looked at the phone the next morning, and Jason had said to this guy, he was like, are you into poop? I'm into poop play. Let's poop. And the guy was like, "Uh, that is gross, and just totally freaking the guy out. And then I have to always apologize. Let's say it's my friend who's taking the phone, whatever. And they're like, oh, you have great friends. And then they insult, you know, my Jason friends, and then I get pissed off at them, even though Jason's harassing them. <laughs> and then you uh, throw, you fling some poop at them, right? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, uh, like a monkey. <laughs> John, oh, my before God. This, uh, before the show tonight, I was watching... Access Hollywood, I believe. Or no no no, it was extra. No no no, it was entertainment tonight. <laughs> don't they all just don't they all just bleed into the same show? But I believe this was extra. And um they were like at one point they go and we'll take you behind the scenes of the new of uh Vin Diesel's new sci fi thrill ride Riddick. And I thought to myself, Did I miss something? <laughs> No, you did not miss anything. Just keep moving on. <laughs> I mean, didn't we didn't we do that already? Didn't that didn't we go through that we before? Did. I thought we did Riddick, uh, Riddick in uh, like the, the early nineties or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so before we get off of that Labor Day weekend, uh, what else did you do besides uh, eat eat uh, those boneless wings? <laughs> very, very good. Uh, I did have bonus wings, actually. Uh, but uh, what did I do? I saw Scott Spezia. We had some wings. Haven't seen him in a long time. <clears throat> I saw, um, you know, my buddy, you know, Josh Hopper. Uh, Josh Hopper, Josh Hopper, Josh Hopper. That's how we call him. And then Chris, Chris Featherman, Two Hot for TV. 
And uh, what about Mike, the Red Mike, Menace? And we saw Mike the Red Menace. Yeah, we saw Mike, mm-hmm. Big Mike. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's in love with the color red. He loves playing the uh, poker. We we play poker, and all he does is go for the, the highest uh, denomination of chips, the red chips. That's why we call him the Red Menace. Do you think he's also a communist? I think he might be, actually. That's a great uh, point. I'm going to follow him next time because he's always he's very shady. Like, we don't know where he is, lives, and what he does, but uh, he could be a communist. <laughs> well, that truly sounds like a wonderful weekend with your old Merritt and friends with the Cox cable. Um, I'll tell you what happened uh, over the weekend now. I thought that I would have you know, the, the plan for last weekend since it was a long weekend Labor Day weekend was to uh, get it together homes go to the gym eat healthy um, clean up the room send out some resumes whatever and it wound up um, being well drinking entirely too much um, waking up in Coney Island uh, eating too much uh, and and then by the time and that was just on Friday and then by the time that Saturday came around, uh, my friend, I was like, I thought I had, you know, I, I had the weekend free at that point. But then my friend Ross, who lives in L.A., um, he texted that they were going to be at the Westin Hotel at 8.30, and then they were going to this place of bounce after that. And I said, what are you talking about? You're here? And also that sounds miserable, the whole bounce thing. And then he said, yeah, uh, I'm I'm here. Sorry for the late notice, but uh, it was just supposed to be me and my girlfriend. But now we're having people over or whatever. So let me tell you, John Weeks, that uh, I go to the Westin Hotel, and I looked up this place, Bounce. By the way, Bounce is just a glorified sports bar. It's nothing more than that. It's even called like Bounce Sports Club or Bounce Sporting Club or something. And it it is not a fancy place. All right, let's get that straight. Don't fucking get that twisted, all right, Weeks? <laughs> okay, all right, okay. So get a twist in mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we go to – I go to the uh, the Westin Hotel by Grand Central, um, and that place had some issues, let me tell you. But I, I saw uh, Jason standing outside of the hotel. Now, Jason is the one with who dumped the Cheerios into your mouth, um, and uh, he's – he immediately says to me, you ready for the club? This is going to be miserable. And I was like, no, 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 it's not a club. It's just a sports bar. It's supposed to be like an upscale sports bar. But I don't, it's not like club-like. And he was like, this is going to be the worst night ever. And I was like, oh, it's going to be awful. So then, you know, voice of doom he is, Johnny Negativity. We are standing outside. Uh, he's smoking a cigarette. And I was like, oh, you're smoking again. And he said, no, I quit, as he's sucking on a cigarette. <laughs> and... uh this lady, this waitress lady, uh, bangs on the window and is, is like, miming, come in, have a drink to us. Not miming, because mimes wouldn't be mouthing the words, right? But she's indicating we should go in there. And uh, Jason, like, turns to her and he's like, okay, first one on you, right? And she didn't pick up on that. But then we do go inside, and she's like, hey, guys. Uh, and Jason was like, uh, so you're going to get our first – you said the first round's on you, right? And she was like, no, 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 no. Um, but she seated us, and uh, here's what happened. Um, she was clearly like – she knocked on the window. To, she was clearly into Jason, right? That's the story of my life. 
um, with Jason and uh, the girls just swoon. And back when I was after girls, I would get a little jealous, and now I, I get a little jealous. So uh, she, uh, she was clearly after him, but she was, like, making nice with me, trying to holler at me about what I was doing, whatever. So then we, we sit down, she comes up to us, and she has this English accent. And she, uh, she was like, you have a very deep voice to me. I, I won't even try to do her accent, but she said I, I had a very deep voice and whatnot. And this is my first response, John Lee. This is the first thing I could think of. I okay. shit you not. This is what I said to this woman mm-hmm. I never known before. I just go, yeah, I said, thanks. I used to be a woman. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a brilliant response. That's brilliant. I mean, if she could have burst out laughing, I, I don't know what's wrong with her. Are you serious? That's that's amazing. Yeah. And then I was that's like, amazing. Uh, and Jason looked at me like I was nuts. And I said, I don't know. That's just the first thing that came to my mind. And she was like, oh, I think it's a great response. And then I asked her where she's from, and she said she was from some town that sounded very legitimate outside London. And I was like, I studied in London at the Globe, whatever. You know, she's talking to me. I know she's talking to me to get to him, though. Um <laughs> And uh, and then she was like, not really, I'm from Tampa. And she had just put on this British accent, you know, for no reason other than to trick us. And, of course, she's an actress, so she winds up talking to Jason about being an actress, whatever. And then he and, uh, and then Ross met us, and then they go out to get the uh, some beer to bring up to the room. And she uh, is talking to me and my friend Peter, who had just arrived, and she was talking, she was like, and I just spoke to this very handsome man, and she was referring to Jason, and she turned to me and she goes, but he's probably married, isn't he? And I was like, well, you kind of. And she was like, oh, that figures. But she also said, like, as soon as Jason left, she Mm -hmm. was like, I should really go check on some other tables. Like, when it was just me and her, she wanted nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with me, you know. She was buttering me up to get to him, and then as soon as he walked out with Ross, she, she, I should go check on the other tables. So then we go up to the hotel room, and it's full of Ross's girlfriend's friends, and they're a bunch of selfie-taking uh, 20-somethings, uh, mm-hmm. early 20s, early to mid-20s. They're taking all these selfies, and then Jason, whose last name is Selvig, he started taking selfies, which I've later deemed as selfies. So everyone's <laughs> taking these selfies and selfies um, and drinking and stuff. And the guy who's supposed to get us into bounce, this sports bar club place, he shows up. And I don't know who he's friends with, but I immediately despised him. And, <laughs> and he <laughs> – so here, the situation was like he, the, the guy next door was complaining that we were too loud. He was trying to sleep or something, I guess. Uh, mm. So – we were we had to go soon anyway so we could get into the bar, club, whatever it was. And this guy, I forget what his name was. Let's just call him Tony. Uh, Tony, uh, said, he, he was, okay, I think Ross said, we got to go in five minutes. And then Tony goes, yeah, five minutes, guys, seriously. And he, like, <laughs> scolded us. Scolded, you know, this group, group of adults in the room, many of us older than him, and he's like, Seriously. And so I turned to Jason, and I was like, Jason, seriously. And I have no filter anymore, John Weeks. I just mock people right in front of them. It's not good. It's going to get me beaten up soon. But I was like, Jason, seriously. 
and then he kind of played it off. And each time I would make fun of the guy, Jason would twist it around and, and say another name to get him to not think that it was about him. And then the guy was like, uh, he was saying that I wouldn't get into the club because I had a, 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 a soccer T-shirt on. And then he was saying Nick, Nick Fondulis definitely wouldn't get in because he had a T-shirt and shorts on. Um, and by the way, Fondulis' T-shirt said Jolton for Bolton, just as a little trivia <laughs> that night. Jolton for Bolton. Um, but I was like, I kept saying to the guy, but isn't it a sports club? And the guy's like, but not at 11 o'clock on a Saturday night. You can't get in with that shit. So we go to the bar. We wait in. There's no line whatsoever outside. They still make us wait by the velvet rope. And then they, we go in right away. We walk in. Tons of people with T-shirts and shorts on in this exclusive <laughs> club that was really nothing more than a fucking PJ Dorsey's or Archie Moore's or Richter's or what have you, uh, Humphreys, you know? It was nothing more than a fucking TGI Rainforest Chili Duck Butter Friday. <laughs> and this guy was making a huge deal about our outfits, and it was enraging. And then we go there, and it's just, it's just a fucking bar. There's nothing, there's nothing fancy about it other than the bouncers are douchier than most. <laughs> what do you think of this guy? This guy really rubbed me the wrong way. It sounds like Tony's a real douchebag, but uh, uh, I, I don't. He, it seems like he had no idea what he was talking about. Had he ever been to the club before? What gave him the right to even scold people about what to wear? I, if I were you, I would have went around the club taking as many pictures as I could uh, with people wearing t-shirts and shorts, and then send them all to Tony. <laughs> he wasn't just scolding us about the outfits. He was scolding us about the um, about our, our like we need to leave in five minutes. And it, it was uh, you, you know how it actually went down in the hotel room was uh, Ross was like, uh, do you think he'll get in? And Tony's like, definitely not. And I said, I turned to Ross. I said, oh, okay, good. So we don't have to go. And I was so happy that maybe we might not have to go. Um, but it was, it was kind of a good time. And anyway, Fondulis was, he was Fondulis drunk, um, which he'll insist is not a thing, but it's a thing. We call him Fondontless. And I was real worried about him getting kicked his ass out because bouncers were, they were coming over and you all right, you all right, man. And Fondulis was like, yeah, I just can't find my bag. Um, anyway, it was, it was a fucking weird time. And then. I ended the night with a bunch of gay vampires in the midst of fog and lasers. <laughs> so it was a good night, that definitely, definitely a good night. <laughs> yeah, definitely a good night. You know what I kind of noticed though? Thinking about this today, you know, I'm with my friends at this this douchey bar, um, and we all were having a good time, and and there were there weren't a lot of well, there were no ulterior motives. And then as soon as I go meet up with my my gay friends in Hell's Kitchen, it's it's like the night is just soaked in motives. It's like everyone's looking to go home with someone because there's, there's double the testosterone. And it's just, it, it was, you know, one of my friends came and met us and then his friend ditched him so because he went to go hang out with someone off Grinder who wanted to poop play or something. So... <laughs> it, 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 there's there's a real it was almost like I had two different nights and I'd say right. just personally I prefer the the former um, I understand the necessity for the latter but uh, it was 
Yeah, I kind of been thinking about that. That these motives kind of get in the way of friendships and and like group outings sometimes. Have you experienced that? Well, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I, 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 you have the best of both worlds that night. Uh, in a way, you know, you get to experience two different things. Um, I, I know what you mean. Motives and uh, and you know, in, in a more simpler manner, you know, in, in terms of uh, just going out and having a good time. A lot, that's how I like to get, go out and have a good time. I like to do it on the cuff. I don't like to plan too much. I like to go out and do things that, you know, spontaneously with my buddies. And, um, you know, I, I think planning too much and putting too much planning into things and, you know, like your Tony Danza guy who's the boss. Um, <laughs> uh, I think that's just uh, – that can kill the fun sometimes when you have a motive, when you have a, you know, a singular goal for the night. You know, the goal should just to be have fun and let loose and chill with your buddies. And with my closest friends, I can do that very easily. Um, I find when you have, uh, you know, friends or other people that may not be your friends, uh, you have to create goals and plans and whatnot. And I think my best friends are, and my best times are, just do it on the cuff, have fun, chill, you know? Well, you know, Tony was, the other weird thing about him is that he, he was kind of the authority on this bounced sporting club because he had been there every night. For, for the last two weeks or something, like every like Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. So I'm thinking in my head, Jonathan, who goes to a shitty bar like that every single night? Like who? What kind of insecurities must this person have to like feel the need to become commander of groups <laughs> venturing to this well, Gramercy bar? You know, some some people command ships, tanks. You know, uh, some people are CEOs. Some people want to command douchey bars. You know, that's <laughs> I can understand that. You know, uh, you know, is he one of those like Jersey Shore kind of guys who go out there and try to impress the ladies and everything like that? Tight shirts and oh, you mean peacocking? Yes, peacocking. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Well, all I know is there's a path you take and a path I take. Choices up to you, my friend. That's right. That's right. That's very right. GTL, baby. GTL. Um, so, anyway, the night started with me saying I used to be a woman to this waitress for no reason, and it ended in uh, a gay poop play. Now, did your did your parents go to this Dave Chappelle show that got botched? Uh, they did not, actually. They turned it down. They didn't, they didn't go. They gave the tickets away. I, I've heard a lot, a lot of people... I don't know why they, uh, you know, my, my parents are not really into Dave Chappelle. They're not really into anything 21st century, pretty much. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say, they're going to stop after anything. They're not really into anything. I don't really think they're into anything, quite frankly. I don't, I, I, uh, I don't I know. I think my father liked Steve Martin at one point as a comedian. I think that was, that's about it. I think he saw him probably 40 years ago or something. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I think he liked Richard Pryor at some point in his life. I don't know right. what else. You know, uh, he thinks he's a comedian himself, but he's really not that funny. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I heard a lot of things about that show. I, I've, I've heard mixed reviews. Like some people have told me that, oh, Chappelle um, sucked, and that's why people were heckling him. And then I've heard a lot of other people say that basically he just got angry with people heckling him in the beginning and uh, just left, 
and uh, they, they said he was very uh, temperamental, actually. I don't know what that's about. So you actually know people who were there? Yes, I one person. Uh, uh, I think, yes, my buddy Scott went. Yes, Scott went. Scott Spezio? Yes. So it's from from the, the standpoint of the reader, me, I got that it was the audience's fault, and I, I had just come from seeing this god-awful uh, heckling debacle in New Haven. Uh, so I thought it was the audience's fault, but you're saying that Chappelle was very temperamental? Well, for the reviews I've read, uh, Scott said no. It was, it was uh, actually the audience. A lot of the audience was very disruptive, but, but I've read a lot of reviews that basically said he was very temperamental, and he made some kind of comment. I don't know if this is true, but he was like, uh, you know... Uh, uh, I got your money anyway, so you know if you're gonna heckle me and uh, not let me do my show, peace out. And he just left, which I don't, which I don't blame him for. So, boy, well, it's too bad. I mean, if, if what happened to the 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 people? They they didn't get their money back, did they, or, or did they get their money back for the show? No, I don't think they did. And uh, you know, Jesus. I don't blame Dave, Dave Chappelle actually. You know, I, I think that's if I don't know what it is about Connecticut or you know the crowds nowadays, but. You know, put, let the man do his show. You know, this is kind of like his comeback, and you're kind of like ruining it for him, and you're ruining your own damn time there too. I don't, I just don't understand it. I'm telling you, man, these idiots who like make it a point to sit in in the front at comedy shows. I guess no matter how big or small the venue, they think they're part of the show. So that's like like what Louis C.K. said that one time when he was like, you know, if you want to say something, write it down on a piece of paper, and then you pass it back into the lobby, and then you walk out, go home, and kill yourself. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I was I was at that Charlie Sheet show in New York, uh, and well, that was terrible, you know. But, but uh, people were heckling him beyond belief. He couldn't get one word in; it was so bad. People were like running towards the stage. I got so angry. I wanted to at least hear how horrible it was. I couldn't hear how bad it was, and uh, I, I I was on the verge of like trip, tripping one of the people trying to run up the stage. It was just getting ridiculous. You know, there's got to be some kind of, like, anti-heckler gang that hangs out at all these shows and stops these hecklers from ruining everything. <laughs> it should be, uh, every time there's a comedy show, a band of man should uh, tweet these hecklers out. <laughs> yeah, start a Twitter war, tweet a war with these people, destroy them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she'd be like, it's Shemaine the bitches. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know what it is. Is it like a lack of respect in the new generation? Or is it like, I, I don't know. People want to be their own star, I guess. I don't know what's going on. It's funny you say that because last time you said, because I was talking to you about how the kids next to us, me and Manger at the pizza place, wanted to eat our crust. And you said, what happened to the youth of today where they think they can share crust? A man's crust is a man's crust. <laughs> and I, I stand by that statement 100%. You, you don't mess with a man's crust. You don't mess with a man's eating utensils. You don't mess with his personal space. You sure as hell don't mess with him when he's putting on a show that you paid for to go to see. I don't want to hear you sit in the audience. I don't want to hear the heckler. Uh, it just makes me very violent and angry. I, you know, I, I want to hear the actual, I want to laugh. I don't want to laugh at you trying to make fun of the person on stage. Well, yeah, well, I think that, I think, think that there is a, uh, 
a shift in today's youth. Because when you said that, that, that reminded me of when I used to tutor um, in East New York, there was a, uh, a seventh grader. And these kids these days, they say things that we never would have said growing up. Uh, and I'll give you the, the most extreme example I can think of. Uh, mm-hmm. I was tutoring this kid, and we were going, we were going over um, – <laughs> it was like around Martin Luther King Day, so we were going over the I Have a Dream speech. Um, and it was a section in the book, and we were going over the section in the book, and it was around that time, and I always like to implement it around that time. And, uh, and then we got to who was running for president at that point because um, <laughs> it was in 08. And uh, I said, and who's running for, for president? And he was like, well, Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. But and keep in mind, by the way, this kid, this kid was black. And he goes, mm-hmm. but Obama shouldn't be president. And I said, what? I said why not? <laughs> and he said, because he's black. And, and, oh and I said, what? What, are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then another time... Um, or sorry, this was the same time. So this is all in the same session. And then when we're we're back on the uh, the march on Washington, um, he said, "I would be uncomfortable if I was there." And I said, "I said, well, I said why?" And he said, "Cause I don't want to be around all those black people with their skin making me look all gay." <laughs> Black people with their skin making me look all gay. What does that even mean? I don't even know what that means. Where did he get that from? What is he talking about? Oh my! This is a badass kid. <laughs> he didn't even seem like that bad a kid, and then he would say these like horrible fucking things. <laughs> have, you, have you seen the YouTube video of Latarian Milton? Uh, you got to yeah, check that out. Uh, the hood rat things with his friends. Yes, I like to do bad things. I like to do bad things. <laughs> I tell you, between between Lakirian and uh, the the hecklers and the kids who wanted the pizza crust, it's just this generation is is a mess. I think this generation is the hot mess generation. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> speaking of a hot mess generation, John Weeks, do you know what time it is? Oh my God! It's not time for the hot mess awards, is it? Uh, well, I don't know where you read that. 
<laughs> I, I think I was just saying that. What, yeah. What, what, no, what, I threw my what back, are you up to? I threw my back out twerking. <laughs> you I'm all medicated up. Yeah, I'm all medicated up. Yeah, you got to get those muscle relaxers. Oh, yeah, none as horse tranquilizers. <laughs> My friend Samantha took some of them horse tranquilizers our freshman year of college, and she was misspelling everything on the AOL Instant Messenger. I had to run over her dorm and check on her. Wow. <laughs> anyway, I had this. Is, this you're gonna love this. I got. I gotta like take a little side yeah. trip here with me. Best true life story ever. Well, it depends on how you look at it. In retrospect, it's the best true life story ever. In the moment, it was not so much fun. A friend of mine had this giant lab. The lab had been sort of hit by a car. Not hurt too bad, but, you know, enough that it, it was on, like, little, you know, doggy pain medication. My friend at the same time had also been in an accident, and her dose was, like, a little bit stronger. She wasn't with the dog when the dog was hit by the car. Anyway, she was on muscle relaxants because she kept cramping up from the injury that she had. She mm-hmm. mistakenly gave the dog one of the muscle relaxants instead of his pain medication. And we were there having just the best old time. We're high as kites. And this giant dog, when that, like, muscle relaxer kicked in, this dog just sort of literally did downward-facing dog and shit clear across the room. (laughs) (laughs) Everything relaxed, and there was just this fountain of shit flying out the back end of this giant lab as he just slowly descended to the floor. <laughs> yeah. That's two spraying shit stories I have. I wonder what's up with that. I was going to say, who do you think would win in a shitting contest? The, the black lab or that old lady? Uh, oh, well, I saw the black lab, and that was that was pretty fierce. I mean, it was literally like a fireman's hose. Oh, God. <laughs> it was just. <laughs> well. That sounds like a hot mess, and who have you got for us tonight for the Hot Mess Awards, sir? Well, my first hot mess, and this is one of those in-and-out hot messes, you know. It's like you're really not quite sure how you come down on this one sometimes. But I just heard that one hour ago, Lamar Odom checked himself into rehab. Apparently, things got kind of wacky over the weekend and leading up to Monday and Tuesday, and Chloe, I guess, just gave the ultimatum. It's either rehab or that's it. We're done. So he literally checked in about an hour ago is what I'm hearing. Wow. Oh, boy. So he's so he listened to his wife then. For a change, I guess. You know, but I mean, and again, this is where I say, you know, I want to like, I'm not sure where I fall down on the hot messness of this one. Because it's unfortunate that he's truly the poster boy for that commercial, you know, that one, the the gateway drug, you know, one thing leads to another. And after his, you know, in and out rehabs, I guess, and he's battled addiction for years, he's now ended up in this just like crack tailspin that there's no stopping. Jeez. Oh, boy. Well, yeah, he's getting healthy. That's a hot mess. (laughs) And who's your second hot mess? 
My second one, I think, is pretty much any of us who are still talking about what Miley Cyrus did last week. (laughs) I mean, she did do exactly what she said in the pre-game show that she was going to do. You know, she was going to start a movement, and she wanted everybody talking. Well, everybody's talking, and there's fucking websites now. You know, I, I bet before the year is up, NYU's business school will probably be offering a course on... Uh, you know, how Miley Cyrus changed the marketing paradigm. <laughs> she literally has us all still talking about it. It's interesting you, you bring that up. Because, that. because yesterday this uh, this girl I know, uh, somehow Molly Ray Cyrus's performance of the VMAs came up again, and this girl reacted to it as if it just happened, and she goes, that was really racist. And the enti- entire night, she was trying to convince me of how the performance was racist. Is uh, just something about racial appropriation or something? Sire, did you notice anything racist about that performance? Uh, no, because unfortunately, I think you, the generation that you and, you know, Lulu and you guys are at, it's just sort of like the cutting edge, the right, right where that sort of came into being, especially if you were raised in rural areas, you know, urban areas like this. But I've been to, like, rural areas, and there's little white kids acting like wiggers there all over the place. I don't think it's so much a, a misappropriation, you know, or, or take the taking of black culture. It's just the way some kids are being raised because they have friends who are part of that. You know, it's like used to be we had friends who were Boy Scouts, so that's what we wanted to do and be. You know, not so much now. Mm-hmm. Things have changed, and there's, well, I don't, we, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm, you know, I'm just saying. I, I see these kids all the time, and I think you all, you know, the 26, 27, 28s were sort of just the beginning of that, and I think she's sort of the tail end of that. Mm-hmm. And she wants to bring it out on a bang, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's uh, well, I. Lottie bless her on that one. I'll take my hat off. Do you remember when when you had that Wu-Tang medallion in in middle school? I remember that, yes. I used to rap a little bit, you know, in the the cafeteria. Yeah, everyone used to do that. That was was a big thing. Yeah, now was that bang on the table? Uh, Maybe, but then again. I will will say there was more of a genuine quality to it when we were kids in high school. And now it's like rap has become absolutely non-existent to me. It's, it's really crappy. I know that sounds really old, but it's like, it, I, I don't know where rap is nowadays, and it's not good quality rap. Rap used to be about coming up, bringing yourself up, you know, coming from nothing, doing something. Yeah. Now it's all about, like, partying and doing all, and that's where I take issue with Miley Cyrus' performance. It's not, it has nothing to do with being racist or anything. I thought it was just a shitty performance. It was, like, a shitty song. Uh, her voice was crappy. I, I thought it was a, a performance not worthy of any awards show, quite frankly, and uh, that's that's where I take issue with it. I thought it was just crap. You know, my hat's off to her for doing her thing, but her thing sucks. Mm-hmm. I think. All right, Grandpa. Yeah, so, who do you got for our third yeah, on that? Yeah, that's neither here nor there, but we're still talking about it. I mean, and that's the brilliant thing about it. Right. Yeah. right. You know, it's like when was the last time anybody even gave a fuck about the man who created the foam finger? <laughs> <laughs> right, and the That's fact true. that he was like all upset over it now, and pe- people are talking about him. 
Nobody knew who the fuck he was before she rubbed it on her crotch. My last hot mess, and this is one of those truly super-duper delicious hot messes, you know, like a mm. hot fudge sundae mess, is mm. Jane motherfucking Fonda. Oh, what that woman is doing in these, like, three to four minutes of airtime that she gets on, like, every fourth episode of Newsroom is absolutely stunning. And you know what I'm talking about, Ryan. It was the best ending to that show I've ever seen. Best ever. Her just going, get it back! <laughs> that was a good ever. impression. It sounded just like her. Yeah. I mean, you know, six Oscars, I think seven seven Oscar nominations, two wins, one Emmy. These are just some of the movies. She goes back to some of these films she did that she actually starred on Broadway in and then made the film version. When was the last time that happened? You know, but she was, like, good enough and looked that good enough on camera that they did that with her with films like Tall Story and Barefoot in the Park. She was Walk on the Wild Side, Sunday in New York, Cat Baloo, The Chase. And then we get to the stuff that real then when she really sort of started taking off. Barbarella, They Shoot Horses, Don't They? Clute, her side documentary projects that she used to do back in the Hanoi Jane days, one called Fuck the Army, which was her, mm-hmm. Donald Sutherland, and Elliot Gould, like going around to military bases and doing this faux documentary way the fuck before, you know, the British Sasha Baron Cohen ever decided doing anything like that. Fun with so she is Jane, Julia, hot, hot coming man. home, China Syndrome, nine to five. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, Didn't she have a series of workout videos too? Of what? Oh yeah. Workout videos? Yeah, she was the person that popularized that whole thing. <laughs> right. She had like the first one. She's probably made a lot more money from those than she has, you know, acting. Mm-hmm. Because those were those were like the first. She was doing that way before anybody. You know, and then she was married to Ted Turner. Mm-hmm. When she was doing the exercise videos, she was married to this, you know, the California version of uh, Abby Hoffman here on the East Coast. Forget what the hell his name was. But they have several kids together. She did those those the workout stuff to fund his like political agenda. Mm-hmm. Well, well, yeah, it certainly works. A luscious hot mess, and <laughs> these youngins need to respect and know who the hell she is, and not just you know the fact that she was in that movie, the Georgia movie, trying to save little Lilo. Well, I think with Barbarella. She was hot. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, she was pretty hot in this episode. I mean, she's 77 years old, and she she was the best-looking person in the room for that ending of Newsroom this week. Oh, my God. It was just – so, John Weeks, just so you know, the the scene is that um, there's been a a huge error in reporting on the newsroom. Spoiler alert for anyone listening. And uh, then – Jane Fonda's like the head of the news organization. She's the Ted Turner. Yes. And she, exactly. And she goes in there and they're like, we're going to resign. We have to resign. And then Sam Waterston goes, Leona, we've lost the respect of the public. 
and then she just goes, get it back! And that's the end of the episode, and it is so awesome. I'm going to check that out. Uh, and she just walks around for three minutes, just like ripping everyone in the room a new asshole as lightly and comically as possible. It's just it's brilliant. Brilliant. All right, John, do you know what time it is? Oh, my gosh, the jerk-off. Lube yourselves up, buddies. Here we go. Weeks kick us off. All righty. Cleveland kidnapper Ariel Castro was found dead in his prison cell last night. Man, I didn't riz with that dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he apparently committed suicide. Guess he couldn't bear being held captive against his own will and raped ad nauseum. <laughs> I guess not. John McCain is unhappy with President Obama's proposal for limited military intervention in Syria. John McCain plans to take out the terrorists himself like he did in Die Hards 1 through 5. Waka waka! <laughs> waka! Tommy? Cool. Uh, Valerie Harper, who just seems to... Uh, be the chick that takes a licking and keeps on ticking these days, has joined the cast of Dancing with the Stars for its upcoming season. Waiting like a vulture in the wings to replace her is Sandy Duncan. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. No, that's amazing, though. you got to hand it to her. She was, you know, we expected Valerie to be dead by now. That's yeah. awful. She has terminal brain cancer, and apparently there's like a slight glimmer of hope right now. Great kid. Yeah. Okay. Um, African-American pastor of Freedom Church, House Church in North Carolina, Makeda Pennycook, sent a letter to churchgoers asking only white people volunteer as greeters. Pennycook's real name? Andrew Bidrill. Uh, Andy, for sure. John, John McCain was caught playing poker on his iPhone during a three-hour briefing on Syria. Critics say McCain was distracted and prone to making bad decisions. In other news, McCain was playing poker when he chose his running mate in 2008. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> Oh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> last night on the Tonight Show, Bill Mayer said this to the, co- the host. Bill Mayer? Who the hell are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> Bill Maher, you Bill Maher. Bill Maher. That's Bill Maher. Oh, Bill Maher. Okay, last night on the Tonight <laughs> Show, Bill Maher said this to the host. So they fired you once when you were number one, and now they're firing you again when you're number one. What the fuck is wrong with you? What is so wrong with you, Jay? What do you do to keep pissing people off like this? Leto retaliated by saying, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with NBC for keeping on bringing back a talentless hack to host the Tonight Show? (laughs) 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 The upcoming Dancing with the Stars cast was announced earlier today. The cast includes Leah Remini, Corbin Blue, Snooki, Elizabeth Berkley, Bill Engvall, and Amber Riley. No word yet on who the stars will be. (laughs) 
And something I'm going to get right back to as soon as this is over is the U.S. Open. Tommy Wabredo beat seventh seed Roger Federer in straight sets at the U.S. Open earlier this week. Uh, quite an upset. Preventing fans from seeing a Nadal-Federer quarterfinal. Relatedly, Tommy Fabredo can go fuck himself, and and I'm in line right after that. <laughs> what? Wait, you're gonna go fuck yourself, or or who? Tommy Fabredo. <laughs> Is he attractive, sire? Huh? Is Tommy Fabredo an attractive man? Oh, who cares in the affairs of the heart? <laughs> um, so, just as an as an update, by the way, uh, Rafa Nadal, uh, Sire, you're okay with hearing the score, right? Yeah. Uh, Rafa Nadal won the first set six love, and he's up in the second set three one. So hopefully that continues, and we can Man, be rid of this Serena? What about Serena? Does he think he's Serena? <laughs> I think she uh, tore that blue chick up last night. <laughs> Serena was on uh, Letterman the other night, and she said that uh, Andy Murray keeps saying we should play against each other, like you know, a new Billie Jean battle of the sexes thing, and because uh, he thinks it'll be even. And she was like, "Andy, please, like I would, like it would be six zero six zero, I would lose." And I was thinking in my head, Sire and Jonathan, no fucking way. Serena now, would tear that man a new asshole. Yeah. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Now, what they should do is be mixed doubles partners. <laughs> well, yeah. that's racist, but I agree, yes. No, it ain't. <laughs> no, it ain't. But you know, you know what? There is nothing uh, better than ginger and chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> my friend Bryce said, uh, uh, he was talking about Serena Williams being very... Um, uh, manly, and I said, if Serena and I were to have sex, who would be the top? And he said, she would be behind you for sure. And then I said, but she could bottom from behind. And he said, what I'm saying is that she's more man than both of us combined, and she's probably hung like a horse. <laughs> oh, Lottie. Oh, Lottie. All right, Sire Fogarty, we will catch you next week. Thank you so much, Sire. Okie dokie. Take care, sir. Later, Gator. Bye. Bye. Good night. Um, okay, so, John Weeks, if, uh, if, you, if you were a dog living alone by yourself in a million-dollar house, what would you be doing right now? Oh, my gosh. Um, dog by myself, alone in my own house, licking my own crotch. That's what I would do. <laughs> Sounds like something Molly Ray Cyrus would do. <laughs> oh damn it! No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry about my tirade. I think I think I got really. I was. I think I've gotten old. But uh, yeah, oh, I, yeah, I can't you were just anymore. you were like you were crotchety Sam the Eagle or whatever the the guys <laughs> yeah, in the balcony. <laughs> um, uh, the, the 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 you know what I turned on on Labor Day was um. I turned on the Today Show in the last hour. Now, I don't know. If, have you ever seen when they put Kathy Lee Gifford and Hoda Kotb to, uh, together on the last hour of the Today Show? No, I have not seen that. I didn't even know she was still on TV. Yeah, well, she's on, 
She's on TV, and it's like they used to do an impression of her on uh, Saturday Night Live. Kristen Wiig would do it, and it's very accurate. Like what they do, these women, they drink blatantly at 10 o'clock in the morning or 9 o'clock in the morning uh, on the Today Show, and basically on Labor Day when I turned it on, all they talked about was stuff, I don't know what the hell they were talking about, and they they were hammered, and they were like, they were laughing at everything, and and then I was like, wait a second, that's that that's like our show, that's the Blazing Right Backstage show. I think we should drink on this show from now on. <laughs> no, no, well, no, maybe no, we'll no. be more but, successful. Uh, you know, <laughs> but uh, she's a good kid, you know. Uh, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cassie Lee. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, she is berserk. And uh, lastly, Jean-Luc, um, the, uh, what's your favorite scene in She's the Main Main with Shemaine DeBane? <laughs> That's my new name for her, by the way, Shemaine DeBane. <laughs> oh, my God. My favorite scene is she, She's the Main Main. She's the Main Main, but she's the Main Main uh, would have to be uh, when Amanda Bynes plays this principal in this movie about this guy like trying to you know skip class and and the principal's on the uh, the phone you know trying to call the uh, the guy out the the actor uh, Ferris Bueller Matthew Broderick uh, about you know skipping class and uh, Matthew Broderick uh, you know Amanda Bynes as, as the principal was like what's going on here and um, uh, you know Ferris Bueller's friend. Cameron answers his phone and is like, "This already, this is Sergeant Peterson of the Chicago Police." <laughs> and there's a chair, there's a mistaken identity there, and the mind of Einstein plays a terrible principal in that, that that movie. But that's one of my favorite scenes, and she's the mind mind because you're a fan of mind mind. Oh god. Um, my favorite scene is she's the mind mind with the mind of Einstein is when um. Tommy Lee Jones is chasing her, and uh, she's she's running away uh, from Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee Jones is a cop, and she's running away because she's the suspect in his wife's murder. And uh, and then uh, they come to like this waterfall, and uh, Amanda Baines is is she she's not really the killer. The real killer is this one armed guy, and Amanda Baines yells, "I didn't kill my wife." And jump down into the waterfall. That's my favorite scene. She's the main man with the bang, the bang, bang. That was a great scene there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that is a great scene. Yeah. I, I like uh, I like Harrison Ford's one-liners. Get off my plane. <laughs> you ever notice that Harrison Ford, uh, or as my aunt would say, Ford Harrison? You ever notice how he breathes? through his nose, like halfway through every movie, he just breathes deeply through his nose the rest of the movie. That's all he does the rest of the movie. Doesn't speak every movie of his. I, I, th- I, I think you're right. Absolutely correct. And um, did you see that movie with uh, Brandon Fraser? I forgot what it was called. It was like something Limits or something. Uh, no. He's, he, you got to see that movie. He has the angriest face I've ever seen in my whole life. And there's this one scene where Fraser's like, you know, he's losing his kid. He goes to Harrison Ford's character who's a doctor. And he's like, you know, why can't you help my kid? Can't you work a little harder? Can't you work around the clock? And he yelled at him. And it's, and it's like a meme on uh, YouTube now. Oh, it's been for a while. And he's like, 
I told you, I already am rushing around the clock. And he looks so angry and uh, so mad. It's, it's terrifying. And that's what makes him a great actor, I think. <laughs> if you can terrify someone when you're not yes, supposed to be exactly. terrified. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That is a great actor. Um, all right, John Week. So uh, we're going to end it on time tonight. And I can think of no better way of ending the show than by saying, if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz, uh, hit the brakes, Florence. And um, go report re- report a cod past everybody. And secondly, don't shit on the roof. And if you have a dog, don't let it shit shit through the thing. And I can you finish this for me? <laughs> yes. Uh, if you have a Barbie doll, send it over, blow it up, put it on the grill, cut it up, eat it. Spit it out and go to sleep. The paper towels, babe. <laughs> paper towels, <laughs> going to bed. Good night, everybody. Good night, John. We keep on